Gentlemen, welcome back to Gear and Beer. Today, my guest is the prime export of Ohio, Mr. Rob McNally. Rob, what's Hello. up, man? Thank you for coming all the way out here and sitting through arduous traffic. Oh, man. The well, new Nashville. Yeah, no, no kidding. It's that no, new no. Nashville sound. I, I, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, Thanks for it asking. It is our honor and pleasure, and hopefully that we... Wait, I need to do that. Oh, nice. No. What, what a terrible... I just almost poured mine first, like a total <laughs> asshole. We'll, uh, we'll dip our toes, and then we can cannonball later if necessary. All right, all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, come, come around here and grab this. Here I come. Lyndon McCarty twisting and tweaking as he often does, not always. Sometimes he totally bails to go sit in airports in Montana. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. Last week he was not here. He was uh, stuck, stuck was in travel stuck hell. Stuck in Denver getting oh, my really? scheduled seven times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Were you part of that whole Southwest debacle that was... Yeah, yeah. same, man. I, so if it was for going to and from Vegas for me. Everybody yeah. else spent... The rest of the band spent 15 hours in the air. Yeah, I was I was nervous because my girlfriend and I just went away for the weekend and we were on Southwest and I saw those articles. Like, you know coming up to the trip and i was like oh fuck yeah <laughs> but everything went fine on our end so well that's good yeah they, they kind of had it ironed out uh by the time i was coming back but then since the the staff shortage wasn't an issue the plane that we were supposed to fly out of vegas on had a mechanical issue yeah. we had to re uh go back to the gate and deplane and then we had to wait for another plane, and then yeah. we missed our connecting flight, and then we had to get rerouted. So I had a nice yeah. two layover flight back from Vegas. Got home about six hours later than I was supposed to. Oh man, yeah, it's it never fun. Yeah, well, the life we chose, I suppose. Yeah, um, you were just on vacation, and you got lucky though. That's uh, vacation. You were uh, presumably vac- vacationing. Yeah, I mean, just just decided needed a little break, needed to take a weekend. Where'd you go, if you don't mind me asking? Went to uh, Colorado. I love Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend absolutely loves Colorado. And we've, we've been there a few times. And, man, it's just... If you just... I'm not a beach guy. Same. So, you know, a place like Colorado or, you know, where you can go to, like, Boulder or some hippie town where you can just look at the mountains and yeah, walk around breathe and, that air and yeah. smell pine trees and yeah wa- take some hiking hikes and stuff. yeah yeah exactly. it's it just exactly what i needed i can get we by need. at the beach with cigars and shade yeah yeah but i i mean uh i some irish pretty easily. yeah i got a lot of irish and scottish yeah so yeah so yeah i'm flammable yeah in direct sunlight <laughs> yeah um, yeah well, relate cheers day walker we call <laughs> yeah, you cheers Hello. <laughs> London McCarty on Guitardy. Mm. Yes, sir. That's good. 
So you came from a session today? Yeah. Yeah. How many tunes? Uh, we just did three this morning. That's um, cool. Yeah, which is nice. Uh, you know, some of those demo sessions and everything's flying like yeah. you know, five or six songs. Sure, sure. That's a lot. Well, yeah, it is a lot, but uh, a good crew, I imagine like uh, you're part of several of those, uh, can crank that shit out and still make it sound pretty pretty good. Well, hopefully so, so far. I mean, yeah, it, it is like anything else. The more you do it, the, the, more, the more you just can navigate through it, you sure. know, uh, without thinking about it. It's not as taxing on you as when you, you know, first time I had to do that, uh, it was... It was quite daunting. <laughs> Do you, if you, uh, assuming you eventually find yourself uh, want for inspiration in those kinds of moments, do you have a do you have something that you like think about, or do you have a do you have an internal motivation for inspiration in those moments, or are you um, just a fucking fountain of badass? Uh, well, because what I hear sounds like you're just a fountain uh, of badass. Well, you, uh, <laughs> okay at some point i stopped thinking about it you know that that's what my uh secret weapon if i have one is uh because it used to be when i first started and i think this is a good idea for anybody um when you're listening to the song you're standing there with your chart and you and you and you start coming up with you know they usually have a direction they'll tell you you know and and uh and and you're thinking along the lines of what they're telling you, trying to come up with as many ideas as possible. Because when you get out there, if one doesn't work, you got to have another one and another one and another one. Sure. And uh, I that was exhausting to me. Yeah. So so kind of uh, I I started finding that I work best when I'm up against the wall. And so the walk from the control room to your chair is the first time i'm probably trying to think of what guitar i'm going to use what what i'm going to play what i might what i might go for you know sure and i still really don't arrive there fully and and it's kind of when when things are getting counted off that i kind of i don't know what happens it just whatever i thought i wanted to do is usually uh something in that neighborhood just comes out and and I, it's all about for me getting getting relaxed. Sure, really, I was about to say that's probably something way easier to execute when not stressed about it. Yeah, I where mean, it's just like okay, you know, what what do I hear? I mean, just, it's just like improvising yeah. a solo, just like improvising anything. It's like at a certain point, getting out of your own way yeah. is in everyone's best interest. At least that's been my experience and i've seen other people have that same experience yeah yeah. so that's interesting that's interesting because because you don't really or i I don't really think i don't really think about that i'm always my i have i feel like my brain is like super overactive so i'm always like rethinking and overthinking and um maybe i just need to shut up in here i i don't know I, you know i just found that when i got comfortable enough to be more like that better ideas came out of me or or the more of the right ideas sure you know what i mean yeah because like how many times have you heard something and and you thought what would i do on that and and then when you pick up the guitar and try and do that 
you find out all the reasons why that doesn't yeah. work because there's four other guys you're playing with that right, are right, that doing right. something that's not going to... They heard something totally different right, that's right. going to get in the way or otherwise Yeah, so, so and, you know, so it just became this, I don't know, uh, it just kind of started to become a thing of just uh, reacting to the situation in a... In a I don't know, more of a zen way, I, I guess. I mean, it sounds like a pretty good approach for just about all of life situations. Well, just kind of try to relax. I've learned a lot by doing this thing, you know. It, sure. it does bleed over into other life things, you know. Well, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I bet that's uh, good for your overall quality of life. Well, I think so. People around me probably have complaints. They always will, no matter what <laughs> well, you do. That's true. I mean, you know, somebody will be pissed about it. If I've learned anything, and well, and what we put through people through by being in relationships with us by having this job, it, it's it's extremely hard. That's that's true. They're yeah. all saints. Anybody that's with no uh, doubt. dating a musician, best friends with a musician, uh, a child of a musician, any of it, a dog of a musician, you are all saints. You are, and, and, and if you stick with it, and, and, and if certain, you don't, you're just bitch ass. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm uh, just kidding. Oh, chump. Yeah, a bunch of chumps. Uh, but it, like you know, at a certain point, uh, and I don't really have this issue with my girlfriend, but people look at it as like, oh, you're just upstairs playing guitar, right? Like, well, yes, face value. I'm upstairs playing guitar. But if if I'm learning a song or I'm writing a song or I'm flying somebody a track or I'm just working on my own creative output, like even if it's not for money, it is it is still work. It is still the craft, you know, and they, you know, I, I just feel like it, people look at it like if you're not in ocean way or at bridgestone yeah that you're not working you're just you're just you know having fun and it's like no bitch that shit is work <laughs> yeah no it absolutely is and uh yeah i mean you know it's that weird thing of like uh you can you can be in sessions or a gig uh all day and then the first thing you do when you get home is pick up another guitar and play something because oftentimes we're not playing music that it's not self-fulfilling it's well well i guess it can be i i'm sorry it, it, well well i mean no uh, there there are definitely times where you're not playing music that that is your taste of what you like um and you're just you know it, so so in, in a lot of days all you did all day long was just play diamond you know there's a lot of music out there that does not require uh expert musicianship and virtuosity right. you know sure. i do that all the uh, time when i get home from a gig yeah i i mean yeah. i i can't i don't know what it is I don't know what it is either i have i still have i have something i have to say or or to, or even to just myself or, just or, or i just yeah yeah i mean you know it, it's like the first thing i you know it's very important to me to have s uh something cool to listen to on the drive home and then you know because that's totally different than what i've been doing all day yeah, or whatever i like that on the way to and from yeah gigs yeah. whether it's uh listening to a podcast or just like listening to steely dan on the way to yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A, a downtown gig yeah whatever, yeah you know yeah i mean you know i find inspiration outside of 
the genre of what we typically are doing in Nashville, you know. Right. And and, and I mean, I I just don't. I mean, none of none of if you eat it, you know, if you work at McDonald's, you don't go home and eat McDonald's. You know, I mean, if I'm listening to pop country music all day or playing it, you know, like I I, I did that. Like, I don't even probably l- listen to a, many of the, the records that I end up on because, well, I was there. I heard it more than anybody. Right. You know? yeah. I mean, we ran totally. it a million times. <laughs> I right. played that part. I slaved, you know, slaved over all aspects of that music already. And, and you know, it's it's nice to like maybe go listen and see what they kept that you did or, yeah. or anything like that or just just learn from what you did maybe but hearing what other people like about what you yeah you but know. and it's not to, a lot of it you know i am it's i, I get inspired by while i'm there and and, and all well, of that playing with good players to me it's like it doesn't matter if we're playing happy birthday like, yeah i can have so much fun playing happy birthday yeah with a bunch of other people who are as serious about playing happy birthday as i am you know yeah, what i mean yeah yeah just like playing the dog shit out of happy yeah, birthday yeah. real quick yeah like that's that's fun to me I don't, right you know whatever uh uh, maligned song yeah. that you can come up with I, i'd rather play i'd rather play the worst music with great players than the best music yeah. with yeah. people who don't day or any just, even in not even bad players just indifferent yeah 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 guys and, i want to sit in windows and smoke cigarettes instead of play uh, the gig yeah yeah i mean you know that's a yeah Oh, is that an inside? Yeah, he was talking about something he played the other day. Okay. (laughs) We're not going to openly shit talk uh, this person, but that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we're not going to openly, but we are going to, without mentioning a name, say that don't be a douche. Yeah. (laughs) But, man, I know what you you mean. Like, I think a lot of times when I get home from a gig... um, you know, I, I try and be positive about, about every gig, you know, and hopefully there's great players on the gig. But like, you know, any gig that you go to is like, regardless of the quality of the gig, there's always something that you can be working on, right? Like a Broadway gig is a paid transcription project. Yeah. Um, where you're learning the parts of some of the greatest players in the industry or, you know, whatever. But then also when you get home, like I might work on playing over changes you know yeah, like yeah. like jazz or or like, changes might, by david bowie i might practice yeah, yeah right. there you go full circle here changes not a not a bad idea it's great <laughs> or practice bass or whatever you yeah know? like yeah it it's cool to it, I, it makes me feel better to like still want to play guitar when i get home you yeah, know what I mean? yeah or like and i just I, I i'm happy to hear that somebody like you would like listens to music on the way home oh yeah 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 from a uh, you know a full docket of sessions and yeah day. absolutely people give me I, I i've talked to people before that can't believe that i would dare listen to music on the way home yeah and they're like i don't i don't ever even listen to music anymore i was like well then you might want to consider doing something else I, you know like, i can't we, what not doing? do it yeah i i, I can't I like it yeah yeah i know i do too and I mean, and I also do get, I mean, there's a lot of, I, I think... If you're fatigued or something, that's one thing. Yeah, if you're a drummer and you've been bashing away all day, maybe you need some quiet. And I get that. And the car might be the only chance you're going to get because you go home and there's kids or, or yeah. whatever is waiting for you. At, sure. At, Man, kind of on this same line, I actually had a question for you. So, um, like, as a as a primarily a session player, do you feel like that it's helpful to have a like deep well of musical knowledge like you were saying that like um 
you know, a lot of times you you guys are listening through to like a work tape, let's say yeah, at the top yeah. of a demo session mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm. and the producer's like, "I want to go for this thing." Like, obviously, it's probably pretty helpful to have like at least some sort of musical reference for whatever that producer is talking about. Do you yeah. do you make it at a point to like have a deep well of that, or like is it just kind of something that that you acquired along the way? Both. Um, I you know. Uh, one thing about that is is that you know i i mean i was playing clubs in the 80s i'm a lot older than people think i am and and uh that's a great that's a great skill right so so <laughs> back then there wasn't a lot of guitar in popular music if you were in a cover oh, band yeah. like what the, i mean the dx7 is brand new yeah you know, uh, you know a lot of and 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 so a lot of that isn't you know i didn't do much of that kind of music but but it was in the air everywhere and 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 i and i remember uh back then making fun of all that kind of music uh like just i'm talking about like super top 40 pop music from the 80s sure. um back then i i didn't like it at all i was a guitar i was a young guitar player i i just wanted to hear guitar players and 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 hear music that was maybe more based around guitar oriented music not shredders but like beatles and all your classic stuff from sure from days gone by even then and then and and what's what what happened was uh when i started playing sessions i realized pretty quickly that all the stuff that i didn't really listen to uh for enjoyment just would hear being places uh a lot of those kind of references came around the most shocking re- uh, references yeah. for what we want this to sound like today it's like fashion right might be stuff that i was like yeah like fashion i would never wear parachute pants well guess what i'm in a movie now i gotta wear fucking parachute pants <laughs> and i can't say no it's not you know the thing about this job is that you aren't in a band it's not your record it's somebody else's their picture is on the front their name is in big letters yours is in very little letters yeah you're you're <laughs> executing any, someone else's it, yeah vision. yeah and 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 it's very fulfilling to do that once you can get past musical hang-ups because it's not your job to say i don't think that's cool uh your job is to try and figure out how to how to give them that in a new and fresh way that that it, hopefully you can put some personality behind and and do it but you know um back to your back to your what is more your original question you you do have to have a deep well and it and it is both things that i i've listened to just a ton of music before i ever moved to nashville or started thinking about doing sessions or anything like that but there again re- you, we can't know everything so references come up all the time stuff that you don't aren't as familiar with and now yeah. thankfully they can just hop on a computer and pull up spotify and play you 20 seconds of the song and then you get the vibe of what yeah. that is so that's, so that's in that moment you you're just kind of unafraid to be like I'm not really familiar with that can we check it out. Yeah, I mean you know I find that uh on a lot of sessions there's a lot of us that aren't familiar sometimes okay. with like some indie band that I was you know, about to say new songwriters that are like just have very narrow focus on what they listen to and they're trying to you know can, you know that uh that Midlake record from '97, right, right. right, right? You know, they had that one organ sound, or you know, or, yeah. or whatever. And it's just like, who? I mean, I know who that is, but that's an obscure band that I would bet one out of ten people knows who they are. Yeah, and yeah, 
I, I could totally see that where the all the cats in the session are like you know listening to whatever yeah and it's not anything like whatever that songwriter was listening to yeah yeah those are very different like head spaces of listening I yeah think. I, and i guess it doesn't necessarily have to be because i enjoy writing I, and i i do plenty of writing of that kind of music as well yeah. um but then i also write instrumental like jazz shit for myself yeah and, yeah and and everything in between so i i've always like my whole thing is always to be whoever is on the other end of that phone asking me can you i'm always wanting to be like yes yeah from a like stylistic verse versatility standpoint yeah somebody needs me to play straight ahead bass i want to be able to say yes somebody needs me to play grindcore guitar yeah i want to be able to say yes if somebody needs me to come and play upbeats on a mandolin i want to be able to say yeah, you know yeah. what I'm, you know yeah, that, that yeah. kind of shit yeah and that lends itself well to my personality which is not too much of one thing but some of all the things yeah yeah you know? yeah yeah i i don't know if that's a i'm still trying to figure out if that's a, a gift or a curse but it goes it goes both ways so. i i think it's a gift i i think i think having all that all that stuff you can draw from is is invaluable it's how you have to be i now. can't see how it would be a negative thing even if it's not actively making me better i can't see how it could possibly take away from me no and no. i personally just the the more th- things that you're open to f- listening to from like a musical standpoint it's just like th- it's just like a growing the frontier that you have left to explore yeah like opening a new door and behind that door is so much you know yeah. like well, I, I can't think of an example but just just seeking out new music that's something that i yeah. do weekly if not daily yeah 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 i do the same uh yeah i you know and and at least on sessions the same references tend to start coming up when you hear when you hear something that you've never heard before you can guarantee that later in that week somebody else is going to reference that band or something else i i notice that you know like even i mean i've gotten turned on to a lot of really cool music that i wouldn't have listened to otherwise that's, that's pretty cool you know cool. and and i and i kind of also i i do seek out like indie bands yeah um uh and and i mean I've, i don't know years ago when i you know the first car i bought that had xm radio or whatever that came with it you know i i found that station xmu i don't know if you guys know about that station but it's been so long since i listened I, i've seen it in like a rental car before well exactly i mean i never i you know i just i just i just started flipping through and tried to find stuff that i wouldn't listen to and that was a station i landed on and it, and i discovered something at the at the time that that uh the bands i was listening to on there a, a year later they were all getting referenced by natural oh, songwriters wow. and like you know before mumford and son was like yeah. a big deal i was listening to him for a year before that and and like you know tame impala same way all these bands that that's yeah you know, dawes and 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 all these really Absolutely. cool underground things when they were truly a little more underground uh i was already hip to them so it was kind of cool when you know to hear the these and you just riders. stumbled upon it check, yeah, flapping, yeah. Uh, flopping through flapping through wow, yeah. I don't know what the word is I'm trying to use flipping <laughs> 
flipping through stations, <laughs> flopping through stations, yeah, yeah. flapping through stations, flogging through. Welcome uh, back to gear flogging. and beer. Yeah, yeah, flogging. no, it. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it. I don't know. It was just a lucky accident, yeah. you know. But but I but something told me when I was, you know, I actually liked a lot of these things, you know, that I was hearing yeah. and and from these people I didn't know, and uh, apparently all the Nashville writers were. Well, listening it, to all it that also, stuff too. I think it feels cool to like be somebody who is getting older but doesn't stop finding new stuff. Like, there's so many, there's so many people who get older and they just quit appreciating new music. It's kind of a hard thing to do because sometimes it is. First, there's a whole gaggle of downtown like, dudes that like this? don't want to hear any music that was made after 1995. It's just yeah. Like, I get it, man. The '90s were badass, but yeah. it's 25 years later. I know. Let's maybe there's a lot of cool stuff that's still happening. Yeah, but also, like, why did Miles, why did Miles Davis last so long? Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, it, you know, because I mean, he got a lead bass player in the '80s. It's not like I don't like the things I liked when I was 14. Now, yeah. I just like more stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, st- I will still wear out Stuntable Pilots for about three to five weeks every year that's like one yeah. of my like coming of age bands yeah love everything they've ever recorded and it never gets old yeah i i still wear it out uh, again like a yearly basis i'll be like yeah. i need to go back there and listen to all that this shit. Is and my, I listen, yeah. i'm like oh this is great and then i you know and then i gotta listen to paul abdul or whatever right stupid shit i come up with yeah Um, and I'm back. Okay. Uh, hello. Yeah. Hello and welcome. <laughs> nice uh, of you to join us. So we got today. We have yes. Uh, nice of me to join us. Uh, we have Lyndon's basement that mm-hmm. we played through earlier, or you played through earlier, and it sounded really good. Um, and you you brought your dad's old '65 that just had such a woody sound i uh, if you would if you would maybe pick that up and yeah, play yeah. it for us a little bit yeah um and this uh linden's basement for listeners and viewers alike has been uh completely redone and gone through by episode four guest mr justin butler uh linden you want to go ahead and just quickly run through what he did as far as changing channel one to the tweed circuit sure um so the uh the main thing is that he essentially like um changed the specs back to the original um like blackface specs so mm-hmm. this is a 67 68 somewhere in there um and then he so a common mod would be to put the base side on uh sort of a, a Marshall plexi yeah. thing but he said that he prefers uh, a tweed so he the specs on the bass side are tweed um the the deep uh switch in the up position on the bass side is a mid boost and then the bright switch on the normal side um is just the regular bright switch okay uh, so that's okay. in the down position right now and then the tweed side um the deep switch is down as well okay well let's let's start here and then uh, i'll move over to that other channel yeah. we can think we're in the normal that. side right now Okay. And what's that cab setting? 
Uh, cab setting is on a, uh, it's just like a twin 210, uh, or maybe two, hold on, let me check. For the twin, it ain't 210s. Yeah, 212, my bad. Um, I just said ain't, like my grandpa would. <laughs> it ain't two tens. Uh, One time in sixth grade, sixth grade, eighth grade, uh, my grandpa was a bluegrass musician and oh, he cool. would like print out chord sheets and lyric sheets for people and go to, he had a jam. Anyway, uh, we were over there using his copy machine to, to copy uh, a Metallica song out of like Guitar Player Magazine or something to give people who we were trying to like put this song together. And he comes home and he comes in there and he's helping us and we're copying Ain't My Bitch off of the, I think it's the Load record. <laughs> and he goes, Ain't My Bitch. Ain't that a hell of a song? <laughs> and so me and my buddies to this day will still say that to each other every now and then. Ain't My Bitch. Ain't that a hell of a song? <laughs> uh, anyway, I digress. Um, um, do we want to change cabinets or do we want to keep? I don't. I, th- I thought I that the, the tone that he had for the little jam session earlier was fantastic. And yeah, it's a uh, you know, Sim is a, a fifty-seven and a one twenty-one on here. So copy. So it's completely dry. I don't have anything on the pedal board on. Actually, at all. that's not true. The light speed is on. Well, son of a bitch. Okay. Now. And cut to. No. So that's the middle pickup, you know? Yeah. This strat is um it is a little more woody, like especially on the neck. That's cool. Up, like You know? That sounds it's so just, good. And then the bridge pickup on this is just a strong bridge pickup, you know. A lot of punch to it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I I never wired the tone control to the bridge pickup like so many people do, and like yeah. I do on all my other strats. But this one, there's a I lot never of punch did. on every everything on here. That middle pickup has a lot of punch. Yeah, it's it's just a great. Uh, I didn't know it was a great strat because it was the only guitar I had for so long. Wow! Until I started. Playing other playing strats. It, yeah, and trying to buy one, another one as a backup to this, and all of them, uh, uh, you know, usually paled in comparison Hard to in a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's just it's just got a lot of the quintessential strat things. That's the number two position. It's you such know. a clear out of phase sound. Sometimes yeah. they get muddy, and that's yeah. super super clear. Exactly. Super clear. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's just a it's just a really well balanced guitar all the way. The pickups are great. Uh, Looks like you've had them had it know. refretted. It's, it's yeah, it's I've it's been through a couple refrets couple. since I've had it, uh, and I couldn't tell you what kind of frets these are. They're just um, did you have it done here? Yeah, yeah. Um, man, Jeff Sin does most of my work. Okay. Um, I mean, I've I like Glazer too, and and uh, and I like uh, I've had a couple fret jobs done by uh greg voros one, did did something for me recently and andy jellison from over there at gruens okay. i don't think andy's still at gruens but they do great work i mean the, you know one thing about nashville is a lot, a lot of good repair guys here but i i'm just so scared to have somebody mess with that guitar and i know that's stupid but yeah i something's sucks afterwards <laughs> well i've had that experience for sure but um you know jeff sin and i are such good friends that you know he 
we we played so, so many of each other's guitars that I don't even have to say anything to him. He knows he knows how all my guitars should feel for me. Right. You know, and and that's that's invaluable when you find somebody like that. Totally. You can just totally drop it off, trust them. They they You don't have to give them a list of things that you want. They just you just give yeah. them the guitar and it comes back and it's right. And and you know, things that weren't bothering me or that I didn't think about when I get a new guitar or something like it's that. So clear, man. I know it's incredible. It's, I mean, this thing is this strat is that is what it really excels at. It's just you barely touch the thing and there's tone coming off of it. But um but yeah, I don't know. Great guitar great guitar repair guys are invaluable. <laughs> no no doubt. What did you just have the volume and stuff rolled back just then? No, no. Okay, that was uh, wide open. Wide open. You know, I, I like to have my bridges floating. Do you do you do that? Uh, actually, no. Mine, my strat bridge is not floating. Okay, I, I like. I, I I never used to do that. I've you know, of course, you got to adjust how you play. You can't just rest your hand on yeah. the bridge. But and, um, yeah, my PRS is like that, and I play it often. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. super hardy guitar. I'd, yeah, do you have uh, very three, three springs on the back? Four, four, four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And I mean, you know, I kind of came yeah. up. I, 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 I you have know. five. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I've, I've usually only either seen three or five. Yeah. I, I don't know how I arrived at this. I don't know. Hey, if it works, it does work. Yeah, I, it, who it's, cares? it's perfect for me. I don't know. Don't anybody else do it. <laughs> no, but, um, this has been copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you will get a letter from his lawyers. I'm going to watermark that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and I, I, I went back to uh, lighter string. I've always played heavier strings, and I tried o- over the pandemic, just being bored and wanting to just experiment more. I started putting lighter strings on a, uh, almost all my guitars. What Everything you, except my strats. What do you mean strats. by lighter? Okay, uh, uh, tens. Okay, yeah. that's that's you, the lightest thing that I've or had. Were you playing 11s? Well, I have anything 11s to 13s ranging on different guitars. I've I, you know I do have a couple guitars that I keep like flat wound 13. Mm-hmm. Gay. They just it's standard tuning, or are they detuned? Uh, I keep them in standard, but I do also tune them down a lot, you know, or yeah, whatever. Depending on whatever the session calls for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Talking like a jazz box or something? Well, like, um, I have the, you know what they call the, uh, I think it's the Silvertone 1446, the, the, the hollow body. They call it the Chris Isaac guitar a lot. Okay. That guitar, to me, only sounds good with 13... Thirteens oh. on it and flat wound strings. Um, and I mean, it's a great rhythm guitar, but it also is a good lead guitar too. I mean, you can't go absolutely crazy on it with those strings, but but it's easier to play than you'd think. And I don't know why. Interesting. The uh, you know, scale thing, or it's probably. I mean, it probably is a scale thing. Uh, but I don't know. I I don't know what it is. I mean, I just have some guitars yeah. that will defy gravity i've seen i've seen people put um flats on those guitars because they like playing slide on it and it cuts down on like, fret noise yeah. yeah yeah that that that's a cool benefit that that's a cool slide guitar because of that but um but you know you uh, play a lot of slide i do i do 
I love um, playing slide. I'm not very good at it, but I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, all the time. I, <laughs> you, you know, I kind of, uh, for for a few years, that's it felt like it, that's what everybody wanted me to do. Really? Uh, yeah. I played on a song for Lady A uh, years ago. And uh, and it, and it was oh, yeah. showcased the that slide one? guitar a lot. Yeah, and and so yeah, it seemed like everybody wanted the slide guitar, <laughs> wanted me to play slide, you know. And uh, I presume we're talking about need you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that you know that kind of forced me to uh, play a lot more slide than I was, you know. Well, how dare you be good at something? <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> well, there's a problem with that. You know, it's kind of like. Uh, pigeonhole you yeah yeah you can every every time you're in a room you know they want you to do that thing you did on that other hit song or something hey rob do your lady a trick well yeah yeah exactly or or whatever whatever it is they think whatever it is they've heard of you before you only get no you kind of get the cartoon version of you is what you walk in, what Absolutely. they're thinking about right you know, you know. there's this one thing that stood out and so that's the sound of rob mcnally now yeah. it's it's this one slide track not the yeah smorgasbord of other different yeah. things that you 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 know you know i mean we're all pretty versatile you know yeah. you can't live in this town and make a living playing guitar if you don't know how you know how to pl- do a lot of things sure. but whatever breaks through to a lot of people uh that's kind of like what you get known for so hopefully that's you work for bass. this guy thinks i'm a slide player this guy thinks i'm the indie rock guy this guy thinks i'm a, t- a chicken picker you know and, it, and you get enough of those people and and and, and you, got, I don't and you care got Rob what, McNally's schedule. That's what exactly. Happens. That's well. Hopefully, that's that's what you're that's what you're shooting for. Anyway, you yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah, yeah. Did that guitar sound so good? Thank you, man. I let's do this. Yeah, plug in the I, try I the other, other side. Actually, pretty close to I, I think what the uh, the normal side is. So. How's yeah. that on uh, um, peaks? I, I could either turn input volume down or you could turn that volume down. It's up to you. I, yeah. li- I like how ragged it, I like yeah, how it, it jumps I'm gonna up. Turn it. That sounds you know. great. That's six and four. Do you like yeah. it like that? I like it. Well, I usually set it at 666. Do you? Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I usually set it at six and four Yeah, on on that amp. Uh, they're, they're both, yeah, they're both set Play for way. me one more time, please. Yeah. Yeah, that's about that's about where it was. I'm actually give you a little bit more. Yeah. That sounds great. That's... One thing that I do notice about this aux is like sometimes if you either... Excuse me. If you either like pair it with a bad cabinet or certain mm-hmm. like certain unpleasant crispies start coming through yeah that has all the right color of crispies like yeah. I, I like the the top uh cocoa crispies yeah man, <laughs> uh, man hand me that uh the les yeah. paul special absolutely that, oh. we should hear a p90 through that yeah we should after that after your special you should play the 65 also, 330 this, oh my, yeah yeah, my, yeah it's my best guitar this That's, is a dream guitar for me is it cool if i unplug this well yeah I got, <laughs> after i, I did it, it. <laughs> it's fine we cool if I blow your shit stuff out. Out. it's more about your own ears i'm keeping this all in oh. 
cookies are, man. Yeah. Everything is just a chunk. Yeah, it's this is this is a good another really good one. The tuner's on if you want it, or okay. I can turn it. Oh yeah, I should probably on. see if I'm in, even in tune. Well, look, tune is relative. So man. that's that's a, you know a drag about most the studios around here is how much the air conditioning kicks on in the middle of a take and uh, sends everything uh, sharp. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> That's every stage I've ever played. I mean, right. yeah. I mean, it's like you, ha- you have to... By that stays in tune. Okay, cool. Turn all the air conditioning off. And also, that doesn't work because then your guitar goes flat as it gets hotter. So you I just... It's, do you want to go flat or do you want to go sharp? Yeah, I know. It, it's... I mean, I can't even tell you how many great takes I've been in the middle of and... The, the guitar is just going a few cents sharp and halfway through you gotta stop and tune and <laughs> how are we feeling about that overall volume amazing that sounds amazing. good that sounds so good I'm gonna hit the uh, little girls room do it yeah Dude, that sounds so good yeah that's a good one that's just bridge yeah yeah Yeah, man, it's it's got some get up and go. Man, do you happen to remember um, what you played on a session with uh, Marshall Altman for Dan Smalley? Hmm. It's been probably eight to ten yeah, months um, from ago. So, if I sleeps. heard the song, I could probably tell you. Um, do you Oh man, I'd have to hear it. But. Right on. Well, it was a, for four. There, I think you did four or four or five tunes. Uh, I just, it's it's great stuff. I just thank you. I love Dan. By the way, Dan is great. Dan's an old friend. We played together back in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still play with him here. Um, you know, depending on the show, depending on who's available, depends on what instrument I play for him. But uh, I came in. I laid an acoustic track on one of those tunes. And uh, Marshall's like, yeah, I need to get I need to get uh, Rob back in here to play this one thing. And Dan goes, well, Robert's here now. And he goes, yeah, I'm gonna call Rob. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, why don't don't slightly change something by changing everything? You're right, right. Call yeah, the yeah, same yeah. guy back. Get get the you know get, whatever. Yeah, I'm sure the there was notes back. as to what was used. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or footage or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> but it, the, the whole, the whole like uh, that whole EP sounded, and I don't even know if they're going to release it. But um, the whole thing had like a super like eighties kind of a police vibe to it. I thought. there was some of that. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. If you're talking about, I do remember that one song. It was, to me, uh, I remember it being pretty on top of some police stuff. Very much. And uh, we rolled with it, uh, you know, and and I think that was a, oh man, 
I'm feeling like that was a this this Gretsch uh, duo jet that I had. Uh, okay, maybe. Um, he and, told me when I was there, but I've, I've since forgotten. It could have been the combination of this Strat and that Gretsch, because mm-hmm. I just think if if I were gonna sound like what I kind of remember that sounding like was it what what police song was it similar to was it similar to every breath you take yeah kind of kind of, it was just that that eighth notey yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. A feel i bet it, i bet it, it was it was these two these two guitars strat and this uh duo jet that i have right on it, yeah man i have another question for you yeah. um nope how <laughs> all right cool uh, <laughs> now, how how um how do you keep all your guitars in tune on a session? He was like, just saying that he doesn't because the air oh. conditioner comes on. Well, well, okay, well, yeah, I hear that. But like, um, okay, you're talking Gretsch's. Obviously, like Bigsby is going to be yeah. sometimes a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, any Gibson, the 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 break angle of the neck. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. I, I have Gibsons that I absolutely love that are amazing guitars that I just I can't take them on live gigs because of the mm. the amount that they go out of tune. You know, uh, I I would have to say, uh, for me, the nut slots are always the cul- culprit. Yeah, and, uh, it's not well, the you put thing. like the little nut lube or the you grub some graphite in yeah, there yeah. or whatever you got to do. Yep, file it out a little bigger than it should be, yep. just so it doesn't get stuck. Well, you know, and having, uh, I mean, that's one thing that I love about uh, Jeff Sin. I mean, I, I, all the guys around here that really know that. Uh, that are really great at cutting those nut slots perfectly mm-hmm. that's usually uh if i'm having a problem with a guitar i just get it into to jeff and yeah well yeah but that, uh, or i've got files too at home if this is a little burr you know i can get it out of there yeah but bill off the street can't take his uh bullet strap to jeff's exactly in to get exactly <laughs> yeah and and you know uh yeah true and uh you know, I, when I played gigs, I annoyed the shit out of half the artists I played with because every second I wasn't playing, I was tuning. Same. Yeah, dude. You know, I, not not necessarily because the guitar yeah. was that out. I just and I can't and, stand it. And session players, we're tuning constantly. Of I course. Mean, I mean, obviously, you have so, even between songs, but like, I mean, I'm talking like I I have uh, so I have a, a Les Paul special uh, double cutaway. Yeah. And I mean, like, I I can't. To save my life, get the thing to be in tune. Maybe, maybe it is the nut slot. That's the first culprit most yeah. of the time. Yeah, I would. But uh, you know, I've done the the pencil trick where you just kind of put graphite in the. That in the works, and, but if the nut slots yeah. aren't cut the way they should be, mm-hmm. th- that only gets you so far. Yeah, it's a, it'll eventually you know, um, stop working, or it'll work for a second, and then you'll have to reapplication as the graphite yeah. pulls out of either side. I mean, s- slowly. The, you, just having you, somebody build you the perfect nut is the the deal. Do you deal with uh, Bigsby issues, or do you feel like if you, if the nut is pretty properly maintenanced, then the Bigsby is not any kind of issue? I, I, man, I gotta say, I, yeah, I, I I've had great luck with uh, with Bigsby's. You know, I mean, I've got I I I've got a old three thirty five, and I can carry it to the to the session with a bigsby and it'll be in tune really by holding the you know i mean i, I noticed it, on the, that 355 on the gig that i saw you play at third and lindsley it was like you had no tuning issues no i mean if i did you know uh i just played through bent, bent out of the yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i figured it out you know and that is some of it too i mean you know i i 
you know, it's not anything that I ever worked on, but there are times where I can tell something's one string is a little out. And, and, you know, we all get good at like kind of bending that string just enough until we're not playing in that song or something, or there's Mm -hmm. a breakdown where we're not needed in the second verse or something. Yeah. And then, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like Jeff Beck can can play just about any guitar that's out of tune, and it sounds like it's in tune. He's got I've always wondered you know, about that. For him he's got perfect gigs, pitch. Man. Oh, does he? Okay, mm-hmm. that helps a little bit. Yeah, in fact, when I was out Quite with the uh, when I, when I played with Seeger, my guitar tech was uh, Jeff Beck's guitar tech. Oh, wow! And so it was really cool to ask him all kinds of questions and and uh he was like yeah we're putting together a pedal board for jeff beck and uh he came out and there's all this stuff on it you know because that's what he had on the last tour or whatever and he's like well what's that and he goes that's a that's a tuner in case you need that and he goes i got two tuners right here you know that was his thing get that thing off there you know (laughs) (laughs) you know You are listening to the Gear and Beer Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Bobby Jam's Kitchen. Want to take your home cooking to the next level? Need new recipe ideas or meal inspiration? Like, follow, and subscribe to Bobby Jam's Kitchen on YouTube and Instagram. At Bobby Jam's Kitchen. Cook your food and eat it. Yeah, man. It's warm and punchy. Ooh. It's hot. That's yep. also true. Is that is that just dry? Yep. Damn. Yeah, man. It's hitting the front pretty hard. It sounds good. Compared to that... Uh, the special it's dark well it makes sense i guess hollow body right yeah but when i play it it's well it's not, and it's not that it sounds but i guess it it just seems like it when i play it's a little brighter but often when i take a, the same something from yeah. somebody else it's just brighter i just have bright hands yeah yeah it. yeah i always I, sometimes i wish i had brighter hands I love I love three uh, thirties and casinos as rhythm yeah, guitars, man. man. They're just so much fun, you know. Absolutely. You know, they just got that nice. They just rhythm. sit. They the 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 you mid tell, shape like, it sits so well. It's it's no no uh, wonder why the Beatles liked casinos. You know, yeah. they're just exciting. You guitars. have so much clarity in the low end too. Yeah. Yeah, and they sustain just right. Yeah, man. You know, I mean, as long as you're not in front of the amp. You know, do you deal with uh, feedback issues live with this? Um, 
sometimes when I have, because I often stack that Petty John and the Light Speed together, and, yeah. I, and I, I will run into some. I remember issues. when I sat in at uh, Monte Cristo, uh, it, it fed back a little bit on that Wooly Coats. Yeah, but I, I typically do not. I, I stopped playing it live because I was having that yeah. issue, and then I started playing with more reasonably volumed groups and yeah. i've not had that problem that's good that's good I, i've got a i've got a 50s uh 225 which is a 2p90 with no center block guitar uh, and, yeah and man i mean you know i it was a bummer it sounds it records awesome but can't do it playing live. next not, to a loud yeah. drummer you're, yeah. you're just asking for it you yeah know? man you know and and the the thing is, feedback is so cool when it works for you. But when you don't want it, but and you're God, constantly having it, to cover up, and it's song. some other weird note that's totally not yeah. in the key of the song, half step off or something. <laughs> you're like, check me out, I'm badass, and then it just goes left on you. And it's just like, <laughs> not so badass. Is that the the mid boost? That's the mid boost. I love yeah, that, man. That is all amp breakup. Cool yeah, yeah. It's just rock and roll. I, Dude, Justin knows what he's doing, man. He, he does, man. And that, like... Hey, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not typically... There are very few... Well, I guess that's the tweed circuit, though. Yeah. So that makes sense. I was like, I don't, I don't usually like a really breaking up basement, but that's... For the tweed, that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's... It's just it's just like a, a little complete more saturation and, and yeah, yeah, there's more compression and it's not like clanky like yeah it sometimes get or at least like my pro the twin get yep, yep. I do like that pro breaking up but you can't you can't that, I can't take that amp out anywhere it's so fucking loud I mean that sounds killer that's that's, just, that's a I lot of clarity that. in that guitar man yeah dude that's such a good guitar man it it's is. a great guitar it and I, I love the neck on it i for a couple of years all i used it for was like jazz trio gigs and i started playing it downtown and sessions I, I take that back i'll use it on sessions i would say it's usually either that guitar or this sg for me and then uh, telly i play my nash most of the time but yeah everyone likes that guitar for a lot of different things and hearing it now with your hands it it just doesn't sound like when i when i play it uh so i'm gonna have to work on that but (laughs) (laughs) i I, I like that you have you have a very distinct tone that's really nice well you're sweet it's unique man yeah you know you ever have you ever uh heard like Billy Gibbons just goofing off, or absolutely, or it's like, how does that guy do it? He sounds the same no matter what guitar or amp he's playing through, and That's it's like, always awesome. That That's documentary true. that they play in, uh, the the very be- have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the top of the one? documentary, they're using like what is clearly like new, quote unquote, vintage guitars or whatever made by the same company yeah because him and dusty are playing obviously like the same company's guitars he just sounds like billy i know it's insane um he he was writing with a, a writer that i did a demo for and and it was all billy gibbons songs with this writer and and uh and, and he and he was telling me that he he pulled up in a limo you know with a driver <laughs> who That's kept the car old, that is some old school shit that is some old school shit <laughs> and the guy sat in the driveway from like 
you know, 11 o'clock in the morning until 4 o'clock in the afternoon with the car running the whole time, <laughs> just ready for just whenever in case Billy... Mr. Gibbons was ready yeah, to leave. Happens. And, he, and he shows up and he's like, oh, you you need help carrying a guitar or anything in? You bring it? And he goes, I don't have anything. And he's like, oh, well, and this guy's a drummer. And he's like, uh, okay. And, and he went into his daughter's uh, room and got like this Squire Strat, you know, and a little uh, solid state champ practice amp, you know, that she had. And, and, and when I was listening to these work tapes, it sounded like some of the most badass Billy Gibbons tone. Uh, you know, I was like, what is he playing through? And he goes, it's crazy. He didn't even touch the dial. He didn't even touch the amp. He just plugged it he in. He just and started, started playing, playing and yeah. then sound so came out. Bitch. And it's like, you know, my daughter's like a singer-songwriter playing man. chords on a Strat, you know. And when Billy Gibbons picked up her guitar and played it, it was a rock and roll machine. It's like, okay, well, that's proof, yeah. you know. Sometimes you just got it, I guess. That's what this guy was supposed to do, you know. That's wild. Uh, well, you certainly don't have to continue to hold that guitar. Dude, I just wanted to this hear is it. badass. I love the neck. What year is that? 65. Yeah, oh, so I, it's early 65. When I got, got it, this was like somebody melted the finish it was like yeah. bubbly and weird i don't know i don't I have no idea what happened it's got the 64 type of feeling 335 neck well so was it 67 or whatever that they started setting the neck out further like 335 so these are uh what i would call affordable vintage guitars no absolutely because one in 67 is will cost you twice oh yeah what yeah, the yeah. 65 costs oh yeah yeah uh Oh, yes, sir. Oh. oh, I'm hooked. Dude, I would play that all day long over a 67 because that narrow nut width, too. That later you know, 60s. I've not actually ever played a 67. I've played 65, I've played a 61, and 62, but I, yeah. I don't think I've ever played a, the the other, the neck out version. So they're they're smaller at the, more narrow at the nut? Yeah. Uh, if somewhere in 65, they Gibson changed their nut width. And it's, I mean, I have a couple of, uh, if if the neck is uh, has some meat back there behind it, it's not so bad. But if it's a skinny neck and that, man, I have a hard time making a D chord on it. You know, it's just, yeah. you got to think about yeah. it. But, yeah. You know what? Speaking yeah. of skinny necks, I'd love to get your thoughts on... Uh, so what's this? this? This is a 71. 71. Pickups date 69. Okay. Uh there's treble bleeds in there, uh, just like all every other guitar of mine except for that Strat. Replacement bridge. Yes, a replacement yeah. bridge that came off of a 60-something 335 that belongs to... So this isn't booze. To, no, Did this is mine. Back? Yeah, I know. Okay. I, I, we never he traded. Never, I just had his. He had his, okay. Yeah, he still has his. I might have lost the cable. Oh, there it is. I was like, I don't know. Rob, do you want a beer, say. by the way? No, man, I'm good. I'm uh, Bourbon is doing me right. Miller? Yep, cool. Miller does. Dude. Uh, I, I'm going to I'm gonna wait for McNally to play. And what then, uh, what uh, you got? Uh, can you give me that screen back? Yeah. You got Thank you. You got time. Man, I love yeah, that. Yeah, but we don't have battery. No, that's why I, why I was looking at it. Uh, I may go ahead and change that. You guys do your thing. Man, that bridge pickup is bad. I feel like that's as close to a telly as any humbucker I've ever had, and it's from a versatility standpoint. Yeah, it's got that tight low end thing that tellies have. 
It's not woofy. But you know? that neck is funky to me. It feels so different from every other yeah, guitar. It does. It does. But it doesn't know, bother me. It's not once bad. I get used to it. Yes. Turn that mid boost off. I still like it. I like it a lot, man. Yeah. That sounds very woody when you play with that touch. Yeah, that's where I would go every time. On yeah, a, on I that love chord. that chord, man. 13 flat nine. Yeah, man. What a beautiful sound. This guitar is really touch sensitive, too. It is. It's so cool, man. It's interesting. And like that, that neck being so thin, I mean, you got a half step forward and backwards. Easy bending, pulling the neck. I mean, easy. Yeah, man. It's really cool. My dad found that in a like a like a clothing thrift store as a display piece. He's like, "Wow. How much for that?" Or he goes, he asked if they were for, if it was for sale and they're like, "Yeah, I guess." And he was like, "How much you want for it?" And they said, "How much you give me?" Yeah, he said, "600 bucks." And they said, "Okay. Dude, steal." <laughs> I mean, those guitars are not very valuable. I looked it up, and they're, it's 71 to 73, looks like that, uh, with this stupid plastic bullshit on there. And right, the, right. And the Les Paul pit guard, for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, you, you can find those all day for like $1,300, $1,400. The pickups are extremely balanced. They're, they're really cool. It's cool that you got those pickups with it that I, I can't imagine those are original i mean if they're 69s if the, this is a 71 you yeah I, who knows man gibson is such an inconsistent well company. that's true that's true they could have been sitting around but uh if if they are changed pickups somebody did you a favor probably no no doubt whatever my so i had my buddy booze he was asking me if this was booze i had my buddy booze uh 65 sg mm-hmm. which looks and plays 7,000 times better than that guitar. Can't touch it. Yeah. Tonally. You know, there's something about... Uh, sometimes guitars just... That, that maybe don't play perfectly, they have a thing. Sure, sure. And and and, and amps are that way, too. How many... You know, I, I don't... I mean, there's been a lot of times where I've bought an amp that just sounds perfect on the edge of not being 
great. Totally. It has some personality thing. Well, the great thing about session work is that you can find, or, you know, doing the session thing is you have more use for stuff like that. But I, I can't go yeah. do uh, a Broadway gig or like a, a top 40 gig with right. a guitar that just does a thing, you know? I was just like, I got to fucking leave this thing at home as much as I would. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, yeah, yeah, you can't. But I, but I see. Th- to me, this guitar is kind of like the best of both worlds. Yeah, because it it does a thing, but and I can also do a great. lot of things, I mean, and it does play great. It just it takes me a minute to get used to it because it's very different neck wise from every other guitar. I own. It's got a different kind of tension on it too. Also true for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, if I sounded like that every time, I'd oh shit, I'd man. be playing more gigs. I don't know about that. I'm just kidding. I don't know how you could possibly play more gigs than I'm fucking playing. But yeah, I mean you can, but I, I don't think you're doing it. all right. I don't. I don't recommend <laughs> it. Um, well, shit. Uh, what kind of? We got time here. What's yeah, going we on? got t- we got at least ten minutes. But fifteen, maybe. I, uh, more like 14. Rob, I got a few extremely dumb questions to ask you. Go for it. <laughs> I love dumb questions. Well, that's the only kind that you've answered so far, so why change anything, right? If it's working, it's working. Are we rolling right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yes, I wanted to say something about your Sly Stone t-shirt. Oh. I love that t-shirt. I love this t-shirt. It's new. Um, I, 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 I just met this, enge- I, I met this engineer a few years ago that, that was... Um, uh, cleaning up all of the vault, the Sly Stone vault, really, and preparing it for a box set that they were putting out. Interesting. So he had everything. That sounds like and, a fun job. Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, he told me and uh, something really cool about Sly Stone that he discovered through the process. They would play like, say, like, uh, you're talking about the album Fresh. You know that song, K Yeah. Okay, like, K-Sera. right. Slow song. Like, yeah. one of the slowest songs out there. And, um, he sings the shit out of that song. Too. He does. <laughs> and, 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 uh, but in between all the takes of a song like that, he would, uh, make the band play a, a, a barn burner gospel groove for about a minute it'd be like you know they'd end that that take and then it, they'd go right into a shout essentially you know one four one four yeah. whatever and and do that and and then and then stop and then he would immediately start counting in the the that song again and it was kind of like he, he it was it was all throughout the catalog Interesting. You know, like like, and and if it was a really fast song, maybe they'd play like a super slow groove, just like taking the opposite the brain from side I, to side. I, or yeah, I like. guess I guess just to, uh, and and I I think that I, I I can only we we he his theory, and I think he's probably right, is that he was just scrubbing everybody's brain so that each take <laughs> was a new take. You weren't. That's you pretty cool. Take, you're yanking you out of the headspace so that the next yeah. time you, you play don't get that this. Fatigue. Yeah, or yeah, or you just maybe come at it a different way, or something. You know, something interesting happens that wouldn't have happened if you just stayed in the vein. You know, there's probably there's value in all of it, I guess. But I thought that was interesting. I think that's super interesting. Yeah. That's uh, 
I love, first of all, little tidbits like that. Yeah, me too. And, uh, I mean, to my brain, that makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's essentially a uh, wax on, wax off application of yeah. listening to Steely Dan on the way home from a country gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I assume that's why he was doing it. I mean, he could have been just all hopped up on anything, too. That's so, also, you know, who knows? <laughs> uh, that was a wild time back then. Yeah. It was one that my buddy just straight up ordered. Yeah. And we had a two king of clones through here a couple of weeks before that and didn't sound nearly as good mm. as as this one. And, I mean, they, they sounded good, but there's, there's something about this one, like both sides of it and the blending ah. them. I, I've i never owned a real one, and I never will because I am not paying that for yeah, a pedal. Right, but right. I'll pay that for an instrument, but as far as pedals are concerned, it's too easy to go around something that expensive for the most part. Not yeah, always. No, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, I you know. Uh, are, are we rolling, London? Yes, sir. Okay. We are rolling. Yeah. I, I dig the King of Tone, though, uh, but I did notice I got one of them that had like a high gain side to it, and that's probably great for some styles of music and what people that like more gain or whatever but i i always come back to just the original recipe it's kind of like when the ocds came out and they started having all these versions i i bought one right when they came out and i liked it so much at the time i bought another one and uh and man the first version was so good i mean i you know i don't know why he felt the need to change them maybe maybe because people on the internet were complaining or saying this or that maybe it was like availability of components or something something it could be anything you know whatever it was i'm sure he he has a good reason but man you know so many things are right in the first version you know and then when they start dicking with stuff it's like start uh, trying to cheap out on uh, a lot of time the my experience is when stuff changes it's because they're either trying to Something maximize profit and lower yeah. their bottom line or because that com- particular component for whatever reason becomes unsourceable yeah yeah or, dude i, w- I would yeah. say the uh the exception to the rule on that is petty john if if you look at uh, are you familiar with those pedals i i I've never owned one, but I okay. I've, you I, know, I know them. That's the only one I've ever owned. Yeah, every that sounded good. By the way, I'm on their mailing list, and like every time they do something different or have a new line of something, it's like it's not because they. It, it, it might be like functionality, like they might maybe wanted to make something smaller so people could justify having it on their board and yeah, of footprint. Yeah. But the majority of the time, it's like uh, we wanted to put this new component in there that gives it or this is this is the you know five uh five pedal run that we're doing for this like particular mod right on on this pedal because we found some some blank shells in this in the warehouse or whatever yeah they do some really cool shit like that um i but i don't know of any other company that does it like yeah that, yeah you know yeah That's hell it. yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Great story. Tell it again. Uh, well, after that rousing tale, uh, that leads me to the this uh, podcast questions segment, and we're just going to ask a few of these, and then right. we're going to get to the important shit, which is tacos. Okay. Stairs. Killer. Um, so, 
I can't wait to ask you this because you're one of the few guests that I think we met a couple times before, okay. but okay. I, I mean, we've certainly never like sat and talked like right, we're doing right. now. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting because I literally have no idea what your answer is going to be to any. Okay, of these all right, good. Me either. Questions, but <laughs> so my first one is Metallica or Megadeth. Mm. I, I probably Metallica. Okay. That's most people's answer. I mean, you know, I'm just more familiar with it. I'm just, basically only asking that question to find my fellow Megadeth heads. Oh, are you Megadeth? I, I, Is that your? No, I like both. Yeah. But uh, everyone always answers Metallica, and it's not so cut and dried for me. Yeah. Because I'm from a guitar playing standpoint, Megadeth is a 10 out of 10 yeah. compared to Metallica yeah. which I would call like a 7 out of 10 okay okay great stuff in Metallica yeah but there's nothing in Metallica that I couldn't play as a teenager yeah right there was a right. lot of Megadeth stuff that I did not have the facility for yeah yeah the early days with Chris Pollan playing guitar and uh, the heyday with uh, Marty Friedman playing mm-hmm, guitar mm-hmm. the guys like Glenn Drover and since uh and such since then man in 2005 they made a uh, dave mustaine made a record that was supposed to be a solo record and ended up being a megadeth record and it's like Vinny coluda playing drums yeah and yeah uh, uh did dan huff play on that at all probably he, he worked with megadeth it, it was that was probably the one yeah it was like I, I was trying to remember who the bass player was it, it's just like that level yeah, a plus 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 yeah kind of dudes playing on a megadeth record and you know what if you know that it's Vinny, when you listen to the drums you hear little flashes of Vinny. Mm-hmm. but for the most part it just sounds like it's supposed He's to in sound. character it yeah. just sounds like it's supposed to sound yeah. so uh you know that's, that's badass. I, I, I love stuff like that where it's like pretty easy to hear Vinny most of the time yeah, when he's yeah. playing doing staying or, yeah. or whatever but Are we talking the system has failed or united abominations uh system has failed okay. I 2004 thought, i probably said kick the chair that's my favorite tune off that record but yeah the system has failed uh, just looking up the all music credits it, yeah awesome. see if you can find out who played bass on that anyway let, let me know i'll let you know yeah uh so my next question is jazz or metal oh well i listen to jazz so probably jazz me too have you found that you obviously have not but have you heard about people who are taboo about jazz here because when i first moved people were like man don't let anybody know you play jazz really i was like what why wow that's interesting (laughs) Uh, i suppose i I can I, i guess i can I can understand that in some way. I'm ways, told that's like an East Nashville kind of viewpoint. I don't, Whatever the fuck that means. I don't even care. You know, I never cared. I mean, it's like, I, was I like, like well, what yeah, I like. I guess I'm just in for a bad run because I like jazz. I know. I mean, <laughs> what are you supposed to do? I mean, you know. Uh, I, are, you, are you guys ready for these facts? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah go for it. Okay. Um, so, Jimmy Lee... Slowest, Jimmy Lee Slowest. 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 Wow. Okay, I just worked with him this morning. I'm gonna have to Uh, ask him about that. Dude, get ready for this. Uh, Musician, background vocals, Chris Rodriguez. Oh yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I believe it. I believe it. I can't believe he didn't tell me that, dude. That is amazing. So many BGV sessions. I'm not seeing guys uh, badass. Um, I'm not seeing uh, Dan Huff on here. Okay, Uh, who's playing guitar on it? Dave, 
Uh, yeah, Dave on pretty much everything. Uh, I mean, he's a f- absolutely yeah. fucking murdering but, but, guitar player. I mean, to be fair, Chris Rodriguez is credited as musician, so he could have played some guitar. Also, uh, Justice Mustaine on spoken word and that's his daughter, musician. Okay. Yeah, so she's, she's a she's an artist. She has yeah. something that's going. Did you um, play? Have you played on her stuff? Uh, no, but uh, well, I, to I, say, I say, I say. <laughs> I say I haven't, but uh, I was at Sound Emporium one time working on something, and Dave Mustaine showed up. and And if it it could have been his daughter, and I just didn't put that together, but he showed up at the last at the end of the session and wanted to hear everything. So maybe it was. I never. I don't know. <laughs> I, it probably was. I mean, yeah. I don't know why he would want to come to a Nashville session and hang out if it wasn't. Fair yeah, enough. I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, maybe he's just a fan. Maybe so. Maybe you know. He's just. A, he's here. Here, Rob McNeil is going to be. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm going to hear some jazz guitar. Closet jazz guitar player. Chris Rodriguez on background vocals I, on, I, on a Megadeth he's, record. He's, I, that's amazing. Is it a different Chris Rodriguez? I don't know. I mean, no. I, Man, it's only it's the two of the be, most common names in the history of the world. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, I don't know that there's too too many Chris Rodriguez's in the Nashville session scene, right? No, but there's a shit ton of Chris Rodriguez's in this world. Yeah, but, but none that can sing like him. Definitely none that can sing like him. It's like you hear him talk, and then you hear him sing, and you're like, he just keeps hitting stuff that you wouldn't imagine Dude, was I anywhere know, near his hip, range. I, I know, this. I know, and he's amazing. He, yeah, he. <laughs> He sang uh, and deep. He sang some at rehearsal. Uh, he sang "Black Dog," the Zeppelin yeah. tune. Yeah. Oh yeah. That shit is up there. It's high. Bro. Yeah. Full voice. It's incredible. A chick high. sang it on the gig, but right. he sang it at rehearsal. Oh really? He That's was hitting cool. it like original key and everything. Wow. He's amazing. It's ridiculous. Damn. Um, I think I probably know the answer to this next question, but tacos or pizza? That is tough, man. Oh, fuck. Taco pizzas. You know what? <laughs> that's the best answer that anyone's that's given. Great. That's, <laughs> that's, the, that, that's the thing that exists where I come from. You know, I would... Yeah, I could do it. CeCe's Pizza used to have tacos, pi- taco pizza. Oh, they had, they had dessert Have pizza. you ever been to a CeCe's Pizza? Uh, have you ever no. heard of CeCe's? Yeah, yeah, I've heard okay. of CeCe's, yeah. I never, I've never been there. As a I haven't been there in about... 25 years yeah. but i used to go as a child online. yeah 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 taco pizza that's taco the best pizza. answer that's the that's the right uh live or session mm. god you know what a terrible choice to have to make but well i think i i think i, I like playing sessions more well you certainly seem to do that primarily yeah yeah i mean i every time that i do go play a live gig i'm always glad that i did it because it was so much fun but you know the thing that about being in the studio is you're creating all of it and 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 i like doing that that draws me in more um as opposed to you know i i love playing live gigs but uh you're you're learning the stuff true you know there's very little leeway you can't just take it anywhere you want to take it sure unless you are playing a jazz gig which i i'm not a good enough jazz guitar guy to well that's probably not true because i do jazz guitar gigs i can promise you that you're at least as good as i i don't know you know west montgomery i'm west montgomery ward (laughs) 
That's me. Yeah, well, I, I'm... Uh, <laughs> I'm Eddie Montgomery Ward. When you play live, do you use compression? Not typically. Uh, Good question. But if I was in a early Dire Straits tribute band, I would all I would have it on all the time. Just buy a, a Boss compression pedal and just yeah. turn it on squash yeah no I, I you know but i don't play those kind of gigs i think it's useful for what you know i mean shit i mean Do you find yourself using it in sessions yeah i use it more lately really um you know because so yeah do you have something on your board or are you bring in like a, a rack unit i bring it in i always have something on the side it's always in i have a bag of like a few things that i'll plug in sure but i've been using it more because uh you know people are talking about 90s country and sort of sounds that have compression on guitar 100%. like pop guitar sounds yeah. you know direct nile rogers kind of thing like or whatever yeah and man, I mean, you know, when I started out playing live, I had I, I when I discovered a compressor, I I had it on all the time. I mean, when I was in my early twenties, like top of the chain, yes, yeah. plug first thing into that. Yeah. I, I always played through like you know some kind of blackface amp, usually a super reverb, yeah. and and the compression kind of smooths it out a little bit or makes it nice. Uh, but but and then I got away from that, and uh, I don't know, you know. It, a lot of the music that I've played live since, I mean, with Delbert McClinton, I didn't even have a pedal board, you know. Oh, wow. Uh, For real? Just, you just, like, plug it straight into an amp? I plugged into a Mostortion pedal that sat on top of the amp, and when he pointed me to solo, I, I if I if I was going to play slide, I would hit that, but otherwise it was just, yeah. I might turn the amp up a little bit more. Yeah, that's amazing. But, and that that's was that game. interesting gig. way to be able to do it it was awesome it was because of flight eights and especially after 9-11 because they would wreck your pedal board tsa would wreck your pedal board they still do sometimes i mean yeah and and i got just i was like fuck this i don't need a pedal board i'm playing with delbert mcclinton i need a tuner and i need uh some kind of overdrive for like slide sometimes and uh so i just i just you know set it on top of the amp and or just Turn the jack the volume up when he pointed at me, yeah, right. and then with Bob Seger, you know, you don't need I, his music doesn't require is not compressed guitar, right? It's right. rock, you know, kind of simple, you know, Open an overdrive hell, yeah. and uh, maybe an echo here and there, and wah pedal for come to Papa, and you can do the gig. <laughs> you know, <laughs> by God, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> Uh, volume pedal or knob? Another good question. In the studio, volume pedal. Live, volume knob. Interesting. Another answer that I think I identify the most with. Yeah. Although, I, I mostly only use volume pedal in the studio because it's not a... There are fewer constraints for space in that yeah. in that setting. Yeah. Uh, or setup time uh, yeah. or you know, whatever logistics that are involved with yeah. gear. Well, that's that's where my problem is. Real estate yeah. on a pedal board, blah blah blah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite pedal, speaking of pedal boards? A, a favorite pedal? Yeah. Mm. Whether it's just a, a particular one pedal that you have. I, I man, I come back to the Ibanez Mostortion. I, I mean, I don't use it for everything, but it's it's definitely a home base thing. Sure, you know that I when, when looking for that sound, you go there first. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 
This is okay. Now we're getting to the the these are the last. Let me, let me count these. One, two, the last five questions. Okay, okay. we're going to have tacos, and these are not uh, the none of these are either or like they have been. So the the first one is for live playing. Do you have a favorite venue? Mm. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, plenty of things are coming to mind. Um, as far question. as as far as here in town, I like the original basement, the small one. Yeah, I mm-hmm. like that. That that everything sounds the, good to the me. Sub in there. Grimy's basement. Yeah, basement. Right. Actual basement. Yeah. <laughs> and uh but you know, man, I gotta say, uh one of the most religious moments that I ever had on stage was uh the first time I played Madison Square Garden because that's where uh Song Remains the Same comes from, you know, and, yeah. and a lot of that. And and uh I had moments, uh it was it was with Bob Seeger and, and but I was playing a Les Paul and there were moments where all of a sudden I was getting some of the sounds that you hear Jimmy Page get out of a Les Paul that I'm like, how the fuck does he get that sound out of a Les Paul? It's so clear and that nice. And and I think there's something to that that room, the, the maybe. Because maybe. Yeah. I started hearing some of that, and it was like, holy shit. I'm standing on stage and hearing... I, I sound a little bit more like Jimmy Page today than I ever have in my life, and it's got to be this room. Or That's it's cool. psychosomatic. I don't know. You know, and that room is not an incredible-sounding room. Yeah, I've heard a lot but of people it, complain about it. It's I mean, not it great. If you feel something, then... Yeah. But it's great for guitars. Yeah. I don't know. It's just felt like a, you know... Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, obviously, if things sound, if the mix is right, the rhyming is pretty awesome, you know. Um, I don't know. And I like Third and Lindsley, you know, uh, just because I've played a lot of gigs there over the years, and it's like uh, putting on a comfortable shoe, you know. Yeah. yeah. Third and Lindsley is a, ni- is a nice place to Yeah, play. yeah, it, it actually is. It always feels pretty good. It's You get the definition without the deafening volume. Yeah, right, right, you know. That's, yeah. Uh, a problem that i find constantly so this is probably the hardest question so we'll go ahead and do this now and um uh the question is name th- your three desert island records mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but hmm. i will preface and say that for me i mean that, that i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a different answer every day yeah probably. yeah that's that's absolutely true so what what does today feel like Okay, well, probably the Rolling Stones' "Let It Bleed." That's always good. Um, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, oh, I thought it stopped tracking. Never mind, it didn't. It just cut back. Okay, yeah, good talk. Cut the show. Okay, out. Uh, probably. Uh, yeah, uh, "Let It Bleed." Um, and. No, wait, no, Sticky Fingers. I'm going to go with Sticky Fingers. And then I'm going to go with uh, Abbey Road. That's just been in my life the whole damn time. And then, um, man, uh, it's tough because from here it's either uh, Miles Davis Kind of Blue or, or Muddy Waters Folk Singer. Oh. I mean, you know, they're, they're just classic records. There's if, if if we're talking about you only get three, I know those might be boring choices because there's 
but but they've stood the test of time for a reason. No one has ever chosen those before. Yeah. That makes them fresh. Yeah, good. Those okay, are fresh good, choices, good. Rob McNally. Good. <laughs> Welcome back to yeah. Fresh Choices with Rob McNally. Yeah, right. <laughs> fresh Choices. That's good. That's, That's what we're going to call this segment from now on. <laughs> okay. We're assuming you're stranded on an island. Okay. You have the guitar, the, the instrument, the, the question reads instrument that you want yeah you're doing a gig yeah you have an amp it's so we don't know people stranded on this island yeah you're stranded on this gig you're stranded on gig island okay and uh we're not not even session island like gig island okay and you have one instrument and you have whatever instrument it is that you want and you have some sort of amp and we don't know what that is you get one other piece of desert island gear if you had to bring mm. something to apply to whatever is coming musically what do you bring i think i know the answer are you talking about uh, amp, amp guitar and the other thing or? i'm saying you you the guitar is given the amp is given it's, so that's it's, already there we're saying it's we're calling it backline it's a, probably a reissue okay. del, pcb deluxe okay all right and you get to you can bring an echoplex you can mm. bring uh a, a ge7 you yeah. can bring if you wanted, I, I will even allow that if you wanted to make that piece of gear an amp, you can. Ah. But you could also bring a, a whatever, an well, LA-2A. <laughs> well, if if the amp has reverb, then I'm bringing a distortion. Okay. Well, the, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what, I, that's what I thought. But it's Desert Island, so it's probably an outdoor gig, which reverb doesn't really help you outdoors as that's much. That's true. If you can even hear it, you're a better man than yeah, me. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know. Reverb outside, is you can you can hear it or it sounds good. Yeah. If you can hear it, it's too much and it doesn't yeah, sound yeah, good. Yeah, right, right. I know, I know. So, yeah. Yeah, probably my story, I guess, you know. I, I accept that answer. And, I, and that's what I thought you would say. Um <laughs> I, you know, I've kind of like asked that question a few ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the first few times I was like, Desert Island piece of gear. And it's like, well, you can't just have one piece of gear because that doesn't work. You just, yeah. you just have a guitar and you're doing a gig. Okay, yeah, yeah, well, right, right. Now you're, you're playing on a dreadnought. So, yeah, right. right. Or, or whatever. <laughs> so then I had to, I had to hone it and that's what we're up where we ended up. So the last two questions, um, this one is self-reflective, and it is, uh, do you, not do you, what is the professional accomplishment that you're most p- proud of? Oh, shit. Uh, just making a living playing guitar. Hell yeah. I mean, honestly. That's a fantastic When answer. I first moved to town, somebody said that to when me. When was that? 95. Okay, right. And, and, uh, and, and I had, you know, when you move to town, you think it, all these things you want to do. But somebody just kind of listening to me spin out about all these plans that I thought I was, you know, and they and they were just like, no, no, dude, you just want to make a living playing guitar. That is all you need to think about. Don't, you know, confuse yourself and get lost and going down all these rabbit holes of, you know, just make a living playing a guitar. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that and that really stuck with me, and it hit me. You know, it was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. That's all I'm trying to do. You know, and that that's that's it right there. I mean, you know, 
all the all these things that happen along the way that are great they fade fast. I mean, the next thing that you're doing Bill's erases still come it. Due. You, d- you, yeah. I mean, hopefully you have a lot of those things because yeah. they keep you working and keep you in people's minds. But there's no mountaintop, though. You, you, they don't do a fucking thing for you. I mean, before yeah. I moved here, I, I thought, you know, I remember sitting on my couch thinking, man, if I ever play the Tonight Show, uh, I'll know I've made it. Well, I played the Tonight Show. The, for the first time within a couple of years of moving here and it was like it didn't do a damn thing for me it didn't mean anything it was just it ended up being another gig you know a long day that's what uh, it was another long day decent and paycheck most, probably yeah yeah you know. I mean it was cool to my family and all these yeah. people that didn't and think you, that, you I know. bet you could probably go watch that recording now and be like all right, that's pretty cool. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I tried to stay awake uh, in the hotel room to watch it that night, and I ended up falling asleep. I didn't even get to see myself on the <laughs> yeah. night show the first time. And, and you know, and it just kind of, you know, so all these things, they, they you think they're going to mean something. The first time I play the rhyme, dude, that, that's going to be awesome. That thing where you said- It does mean shit. Uh, it means something to your family, dude, that resonates with yeah, me so yeah. hard. Because the funny thing is like- I secured I, look, a place in my grandmother's I'm not try, I'm not trying to like talk <laughs> shit on, on the family or anything, but they're none, none of my family is musicians yeah so they don't understand. that's what they think yeah is, like yeah. they their thought of success is like arenas yeah you know? exactly like, exactly and, and like Just my, like was, my yeah, thought of success earlier. is like supporting a family yeah yeah you no, know yeah, absolutely i think man. they kind of get it now because we've had a lot of conversation about it and i'm not trying to say my family's not supportive because they seem yeah 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 there's just lack of knowledge about yeah, they, don't, they don't understand yeah they're not what, in it they don't understand how it works yeah but i think through no one does. having that yeah. as my family i i kind of came to the same conclusion that like the the success part is like this is your life you wake up every day and your job is to play music and you pay all your bills you pay your house note whatever it is sometimes it's at a studio sometimes it's at a bar on broadway sometimes it's on a stage in a arena in indonesia you know and and everything in between playing music that's it I want to go back to the question about the gear, uh, Desert Island gear. I just thought of uh, what I would ask for. We have an amendment. An amendment would be, I would ask for a uh, sitar. Because then I could get to the gig, I'd be like, fuck, I don't know how to play sitar. I guess I can't do the gig. I'm going to hang out on the island. Uh, You find me at the the tiki bar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! All right, so we're about to run out of time on this camera thing. So like all right, we're gonna we're gonna quickly. Rob McNally. Yeah. Have you ever seen the show Hot Ones? No. Okay. Well, then this will mean nothing to you. But, <laughs> um, you know what? Scratch that. So I, I'm gonna do it because I, I alluded to it earlier. The, this last question is I'm calling the King's Court, mm. and the question is Albert, BB, or Freddie. Oh man, I love. Uh, That's a horrible choice to have to make, but I'm asking. Albert you to Einstein make. is pretty cool. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Albert, Freddie, or BB, the, yeah. the the king. Oh man, BB uh, King pre sixty five. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Mister Robin Nelly picks BB King pre sixty five. That is an answer we've not had before. Yeah. Um, and man. 
bro thanks for coming thank and, you for having me rob and doing this and uh i can't get enough robs on this fucking thing i'm just i keep trying uh the, yeah. you're the second <laughs> the and for that we thank you uh i thank you from coming from barry hill doing a session to dicking around at my house yeah, in hendersonville dude. that's been a blast <laughs> what took you what like two hours to get here probably uh, you know <laughs> uh, yeah i mean you know it took a while thanks nashville don't move to nashville thanks yeah <laughs> or if you do build an interstate on your way yeah here. if you do fly here and walk yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> right, 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 right. Lyndon mccarty twisting and tweaking our guest rob mcnelly the pride yeah. of ohio thank you again make sure and subscribe on youtube follow on any of the podcast sites and make sure you follow us on instagram blah 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 see you next time on another episode of gear and beer thank you for listening to the gear and beer podcast make sure and subscribe and turn on notifications for our channels and if you haven't already follow our instagram and youtube channels truly appreciate your support and ask that you please tell anyone you know who you think might be interested in our podcast about gear and beer to help us grow and continue bringing in great guests from around the industry and beyond thanks again and until the next episode